three, two, one. Thanks for tuning in guys, today we're joined by Noah's Healthy Eats as we talk losing her period and how she gained it back, travelling and eating as a pescatarian and that time I got mugged in London, you're going to want to listen to that part. What's going on guys, welcome back to Macro Cap Podcast, today I'm joined by a very special guest, some may know her as Noah's Healthy Eats but I just know her as I don't actually know her full proper name because she won't tell anyone, <laughs> apparently Noah is her nickname but we'll, we, might, we might get into that at some point, uh, Noah if you'd like to introduce yourself, now's the perfect time. Hey guys, I'm Noah, also known as Noah's Healthy Eats on my Instagram. I run a sort of healthier, not so naughty treats page. I try to do an array of different meals and recipes, but predominantly sweets is where I'm at. And I just try to show you guys a balanced way to include all foods without demonizing any food groups or categorizing bad or good foods, basically. <laughs> that sums it up perfectly. Anyway, thanks everyone for joining. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's, that's it for today thanks guys now um, on the topic of uh healthy stuff now one of the questions i really wanted to get into with you is um dealing with hate comments now i know for the most part a lot of people and i've seen this especially because one of your tiktoks went viral it got like 1.2 million views maybe more by now yeah i think it's 1.3 now not that i'm looking not that i'm counting <laughs> not that i'm checking my analytics no but I noticed that a lot of the comments were, why would you call this healthy? It's chocolate. Yeah. So what, what are your views there? Like, how do you deal with those comments? And what are your views on claiming foods as healthy in general? So I actually don't really get those kind of comments on my Instagram, touch wood. I have a very um, lovely community. And I suppose because you have to sort of go out there and follow someone and you're following them because you resonate or you find their content of value on Instagram. But as TikTok, I only started it a few weeks ago and um, you know, you are trying to reach every person. So you've got to expect to reach every kind of person. Um, and the funny thing is for that little caramel video that went viral, it doesn't even have the recipe. Uh, people just see the word caramel and go, how can you call that healthy? Like, how can you call a chocolate healthy? And I think that's where we go a bit wrong in the world. Like, why are we demonizing again, full milk or full, full chocolate um, without it being a healthier version, bad. And I think, you know, that comes down to a lot of um, demonizing the food groups again and why we can have a bad relationship with food. But how I deal with it, I suppose, I do try to, um, I guess, not get involved in a lot of it because everyone's entitled to their opinion. I do, it does baffle me a little bit that they have to voice it in such a negative way on something that they maybe don't have to comment on it if it doesn't resonate with them. Um, but yeah, I did write back a few times just because it got the better of me, not in a um, malicious way or anything like that, just mentioning that as someone who has actually, you know, suffered with some, oh, I don't know if I'll say eating disorders, but just having a bad relationship with food, I definitely classify including all kinds of foods as being healthy, as having balance. And, you know, in my recipes, I am making them healthier. So I'm 
if it's a ca the caramel overnight oats, for example, I'll have your banana, your chia seeds, your oats, your almond milk, all kinds of like fiber, good carbs, good fats, um, your, your fruits. And then it's literally about 10 cheese of caramel, which as you would know, caramel, biscoff, anything, a tablespoon across one or two, and that's not saying you can't have more, you can have as much as you want, but that's what I'm using to make the recipe have all the good stuff, but also taste friggin' amazing. And for me, that is healthy. That's a healthy balance. That's 80-20. That's having all your good stuff, but also including the yum factor. And it's about making those recipes healthier. So using, again, lots of the good stuff, but also making it enjoyable because I don't believe you should be eating food unless you are enjoying it. Oh, thank you. Those people that are like, oh, food is fuel. Um, <laughs> okay, bro. Now that, um, that balance that you speak of, especially like being in terms of healthy and the 80-20 rule and stuff like that, whenever someone asks me, you know, oh, how, how could you say you eat healthy when you're putting like chocolate on oats and stuff? I'm like, man, the oats are physically healthy. The protein is physically healthy. And that chocolate, that chocolate is mentally healthy. Yes. Soul food is uh, yeah. just as important. <laughs> and the 80-20, whenever someone's like, oh, what do you mean by 80-20? I mean like 80% food that's quote unquote good for you and 20% yep. food that tastes good. If you're someone that enjoys just straight up healthy food, then be my guest. And I think like a lot of restricting is what leads to binging later. So if you've had, I don't know about you, but when I do have my more decadent brekkies, where it's like, again, like we said, all the good stuff, the oats, the fruit, the chia seeds, the fiber, and then you've got that little bit of chalky on top, then you are not craving it as much later in the day because you've not restricted yourself. You've let yourself indulge and have and enjoy your breakfast and Sometimes you don't even feel like it later. I have been on both sides of the coin for this one. Yeah. Um, I have, I've definitely been through phases and I'm definitely like this, like this now where I will have those things in the morning and I, and I feel fine for the rest of the day. But when I was deep into my, my first proper structured cut, I was having these big oat bowls in the morning with loads of chocolate on them and it was far too much. But at the time I was like, I can do this because, you know, flexible dieting, blah, 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 blah. And then I would smash, I was on about 2,400 calories and I would eat like 1,100 or 1,200 of them in the morning on my porridge. And then I'd only be left with 1,200 to split over for like three meals for the rest of the day. And that is just for someone who, you know, likes to eat big, it just wasn't very yeah. sustainable for me. So that's, yeah, that's one side of the coin that I was on. And obviously the part now where I can just eat a little bit in the morning and be like, oh yeah, I'm fine now. I just, I don't need anything for the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, I had actually had an interaction with someone on Facebook who, he, he's an older person and I do believe this is a generational thing. I'm not saying he's old, old. He was maybe, I'd say 40, maybe mid 40s. Um, and he told me that I was portraying the wrong message by having chocolate on my porridge. Mm. And I was like, no, 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 I'm not portraying the wrong message. I'm just sending a message. How someone receives the message is completely up to them, but I can't control that part. What I can control is how detailed the message is that I put out there. And the message that I try to put out, and as well as yourself, obviously, is that there is a balance that you can find, but it just takes finding and you you can incorporate the foods you enjoy while maintaining fitness goals or physique goals or wherever it may be you can still eat the foods you like i don't i don't know i definitely think that's a generational thing especially with like eating like eating times and eating windows and stuff like that oh uh, yeah there's so, there's so many rules 
um, out there. Like, I guess that whole diet culture thing of the good and bad foods or the specific diets that you have to do to lose weight or like if people are still trying shakes to lose weight and not actually eating whole foods, send help. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, this is why the man shake is so big and the lady shake as well. Um, because they promote like you don't have to, you don't have to exercise. Like, oh, just have two shakes yeah. a day and then eat a meal. Like that's not yeah. enough. It's just really not enough yeah. and it's not sustainable. Yeah, not at all. Um, you know, it come back to the generational thing. I hope it's going to be different. I mean, I hope nutrition in schools is going to be different. I don't know how it is because, you know, like yourself and, and myself, everyone that I've spoken to has sort of gone through a learning curve, I suppose, where they've obviously had a bad relationship with food or don't know what they're doing. And just listening to random sources of information and just believing whatever they hear, basically, and then getting to a breakdown where they're like, I can't live like this or I can't work like this or this isn't making me happy. And then educating themselves to what we've just gone through with the balance and having the best of both worlds in terms of your most nutritional foods to also your soulful foods and collaborating them basically. So I just hope that in the future and what we can teach our kids that it's it's going to change because I even remember as a kid and you know, sorry mum, nothing against you. <laughs> but um, like I remember I was like so hungry at night time once and I'd only just started liking oats. And I was like, oh, you know what? This is healthy. I'll have oats for dinner. And she's like, oh, no, like there's actually so many carbs in oats. You probably shouldn't have them for dinner. And she's like, absolutely like nothing against that. She didn't know. And I've helped educate her now. But like, <laughs> that's, that's what we hear from our parents as well. Not just on social media, not just on everything. And it's, it's from the lack of education. 110%. And when you're young, like parents are the most influential people that you know. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, when, when we were young, because we're the same age. Um, so when we were young, like parents were the most influential people that we knew. Whereas like now, obviously, 12 and 13 year olds have Instagram and Facebook. and I, Which is also scary. but <laughs> Oh, mate, it's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Yeah. But it must feel good. Like if, if someone does, if someone's under the age of 16, nine times out of 10, they're easily influenced or influenced, I should say. But it must feel good. Like when they come across your account and they send you a message and they're like, oh, you've helped me so much. Like do you, you, you must get a fair bit of that compared to like hate comments. Oh, I do. I actually do. And I honestly will, I, I believe I respond to all of them because I think it is just so nice that someone's taken some time out of their day to tell me how that my recipes have changed their world or helped them include more foods or realize that food doesn't have to be boring and you're allowed to enjoy your food and that's not something you should feel guilty about or you have to exercise it off because you've ate ate this you're just you give yourself permission for that foodie freedom and even like coming back to the negative things I actually had someone once I think I put a tag in one of my oats reels and it may have been like healthy breakfast ideas or something like that I just have a collective of one I use for Murray's and it had that tablespoon of Biscoff across the two oat bowls and I she actually said I don't hey Noah like I really respect you and everything but I don't believe you should tag um, this or something like something on the lines of that and I actually said back to it look I think healthy 
healthy means different to different people and for me it is the balance that I spoke about before so including the good and a little bit of that soul food and in the end of the discussion she actually said thanks Noah Um, you've actually said that really well and it gave her permission that if she did feel like it like you don't have it if you don't feel like it but if she felt like it she could drizzle a little, little bit of biscoff over her oats like so actually helping people that didn't think it was okay allow them allow them to do that and yeah just so many people just saying like even as a vegetarian like what can I eat and just showing them so many different options so just like thank you to all the people that do reach out and say that the recipes have helped them or if they have fitness um, or body composition goals that they didn't feel restricted at all because my recipes had helped them still eat what they love. Like hats off to you all for reaching out. <laughs> it is it is really, really nice. Um, the yeah. people that you do reply to, are they often shocked when you do reply? Yes. <laughs> I've, I've, noticed yes. This, I've noticed this as well. I've, I've noticed this as well. I think a lot of people um, sort of when they get over that, I don't know what range to kind of put it. And I don't want to like point fingers at, at people who have followers but if someone gets over 10 15 20k followers i don't know many people that do it but some of them must just like straight up ignore the people that message them now to me it's really weird like i come from fairly humble beginnings um as we spoke about before i press the record button but um if someone's going to reach out to me and it doesn't matter what the message is they might be mentioning me in their story they might be thanking me they might be just up for a discussion they might be asking for advice i will always get back to them unless like unless that day for some reason i've gotten 100 messages and it's right down the bottom and i miss it accidentally but i will always respond to someone because they've taken time out of their day as you said to message you they've typed out a message the least you can do is respond uh a hundred percent um no there's just so many, and I, I think back to myself, like I had met, I've messaged people before, maybe even prior to the food page, and I'm not sure if I ever had a, had a response, and I never took that to heart or anything. I just thought, you know, they're probably getting lots, but yeah, I, I never expected this page to be what it is, and if I'm helping people, that absolutely like warms my insides, and I want to know, I want to let them know that I'm appreciative of their feedback and everything. So yeah, hundred and ten percent. On that note, why did you start your account in the first place? So it probably comes back to my earlier days when um, I was sort of just overcoming the restricting or what foods I'm allowed to have and not not allowed to have, and um, I guess really growing as a person and just thinking, no, like I want to be able to include all foods, have no restrictions. And yeah, so I'd, I'd done some previous challenges in the past, like F45s and um, those just where it's like really basic food. And like I said, uh, I don't know if I said this to you on the potty or off the potty, but I literally got over broccoli and I could not <laughs> eat it at all. And I thought, no, I want to make food fun again. I want to enjoy food again. So I just started creating a few little like side recipes, some muffins, just playing around. And I'm no chef. Like I legit had no cooking experience, so much failure before success. Um, <laughs> did you have that too? Yeah, massively. Yeah, I, I yeah. can't tell you and I still and I still get it now. Like I'll make something um, and it'll turn out really crap or just not up to what I would consider my standard. Yeah. And I'll throw it straight in the bin. Because your standards get higher and higher, don't they? The longer you do the page, yeah. 
But like even this morning, I had black pancakes. They're burnt. (laughs) (laughs) Bitten them. Instantly bitten them. Do you know what? I still ate them and they were still good. (laughs) What a a plug for yourself. Oh, my pancakes were burnt as hell, but I love them. (laughs) But they were still good. I'm I'm just that good. (laughs) But um, yeah, so I started sharing them on... um, my personal Instagram and I just get so many DMs like can you share the recipe and I'm like man I don't even know the recipe like I just threw a bunch (laughs) of shit together (laughs) so I'm like oh okay I'm gonna start this food page and I actually was so nervous about it I was like oh everyone thinks I'm gonna everyone's gonna think I'm a loser oh bro same I'm the same yeah. Yeah, 100%. How long ago did you start yours? Um 20... 2019 I started so April 2019 um I actually it's actually my my Twitter um cover photo I remember someone sent me a message and I won't name her because I don't want to give her the time of day but um she sent me a message that says no one sits there on social media and throws shade at you in your shitty breakfast what yeah not even kidding and I screenshot it and it's been my Twitter um cover photo for ages (laughs) and now I, I just look at it and I'm like bet you feel stupid now bet you feel stupid now and she's she's still stuck in like the same dead-end job not going anywhere I'm like oh well sucks to be you (laughs) yeah well oh I laugh at myself for being worried about it and um my partner Zach was really like supportive he's like yeah do it and I was throwing around names like I actually started off with Noah's healthy treats instead of eats maybe like a month or something and someone said to me, you should change it to eat so you don't like put yourself in a box. And I was like, yeah, like cha-ching, like you're on the money because... 100%, that's fair. I, yeah, I actually wish I probably even made another name that was like, took me out of the box even more and could eventually do... I mean, I still, long-term goals, I still actually plan to add more valuable content that's not just food, but... um. You know, I still have a day job, so time is limited. Mate, it's so hard, isn't it? It's so yeah. hard when you have a day job. I don't think people expect you to have a day job. People message me and they're like, oh, you you have a job outside of Instagram. I'm like, Instagram's hardly even a job, mate. It's, yeah. it's a free platform for a reason. <laughs> yeah, and that's what baffles me again when people do, like, you share often your negative comments on your stories, and I'm like... He is giving you free content. Like, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> either appreciate it or leave. Like, <laughs> I do get a few people that are like, oh, no, the carbs are too high. Oh, no, the fat's too uh, high. I'm like, yeah. no, don't make this uh, one. It's okay. You don't have to make this one. Unless it's for medical reasons or like I know, obviously, if you have um, some diabetes or some other issues then obviously you've got to watch your macros, carbs and stuff. But, oh, my God, when people ask to do it without banana just because they want to make it less carbs. I'm obsessed with bananas and I need my people to support that. <laughs> I need the potassium. I need it. <laughs> it's bananas, important. Bananas are awesome, man. I don't know how people don't like banana. Neither. Though one of my best friends doesn't and she says it's the texture, but she does like banana bread. So I think it's a thing. It's a, something about the texture in their head, but yeah, the flavor, it's, it's man. The, it's, I'm the, well, I'm the same with watermelon and mango. I don't like them because of the texture. Really? Yeah, I can't, and I just can't get past it. Like I'll eat, oh. I'll eat watermelon if I absolutely have to, but I definitely prefer not to. Um, and mango is just slimy and. Bleh. 
Oh, but I, I love I mango love and watermelon flavored things. Yeah, that's funny. I, I don't like artificial. pineapple, but I like <gasps> pineapple cake and stuff. All right, but this people... interview's over. This interview's <laughs> over. <laughs> when people put pineapple in a burger, I'm like, why would you go and ruin it like that? Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a poll up at the moment that's uh, should I make a whopper, or a whopper, or a burger with a lot? But jeez, I'm glad the whopper's winning now. <laughs> Zero support <Yeah>. from Noah. <laughs> Unfollow. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as your in, your Instagram account, um, what's one thing that's come from you, your Instagram that you didn't expect? Um, well, the following the following is a big one. I did not expect it to go off at all. I just remember slowly making it to a thousand and being like, "What the hell? Why do a thousand people want to follow me?" <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, definitely the exposure was big. I didn't realize that you know brands would value my content so much and want to use it and I didn't realize how many people I could reach and how many people I could encourage to be able to enjoy their food again basically I think that's huge what about you do you know what my account just like took off out of nowhere it was really bizarre so it was a slow drag and I had like 2,700 followers I was just posting chocolate on oats or pancake stacks and stuff yeah uh, but lockdown last year, like the start of lockdown last year, yeah, I had twenty seven hundred followers. So what last yeah, year? Yeah, last year. So I hit ten k last November, and then now I'm on fifty nine. Wow. Um, which is really bizarre, but because it's like sort of taken off really quickly, for the most part, I still feel like I just have like three thousand followers. So I still yeah. post a bit of dumb stuff here and there. Yeah. Um, and I'm quite, I'm quite open on there. Yeah, Which, you are. I love it. Well, I mean, you have to be honest, don't you? Because if you're not yeah. honest, then people are following you for the wrong reasons. Well, that's it. Um, what's that quote? It's like, um, time is precious, so don't waste time being trying to be anybody else or something like that. We're all our own person. And if you don't, if you're trying to be someone else and you're not being authentic on your page, I think that's when it's not going to do well. Especially if... If you do grow a following, pretending to be something you're not, and then all of a sudden you, you come out to the person that you actually are, people are just going to unfollow you because yeah. they're like, this isn't what I signed up for. Well, that's it. And, you know, I think I've been on a few little journeys on my page trying to figure out exactly what I'm doing or exactly what type of audience I'm trying to reach. And again, I'm not really putting myself in a box. I'm, I'm trying to reach people that just want to enjoy a treat, people that want to, you know enjoy a bit of a healthier treat or people that need encouraging to be able to eat the good foods or people trying to have body goals and just want a yum snack that's not broccoli <laughs> um, and all that. But yeah. You know, reaching like-minded people and creating like-minded. relationships with people is insanely cool as well. Like I didn't yeah. realize how many um, like-minded people there were out there that were just like me and yeah. people that would relate to my content as much as well, I relate to my content at all for that matter. Well, that's what I think I say every time. I, I don't do it very often. I need to do it more. But when I maybe post like a little photo of myself and explain my journey and that's exactly like what I put. I just wanted to reach like-minded people to encourage both them and myself to be able to have a good relationship with food. 100%. And yeah, that's my um, main reason for this page, I think. Because I, ma- I imagine you've made a couple of friends through Instagram. Yes, yourself included. Go me, yes. Um, <laughs> do you know what? Big, big shout-outs to Gabby. I obviously know who I'm talking about, Gabby. Yeah, yeah, Gabby. Um, she's an absolute legend. 
and yes. she's the one who's probably encouraging us the most to do like a collaboration recipe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's, we need she's, to do it. She, now nah, she's gold, isn't she? She's, she's an kind. absolute gem. Um, but relationships you've, you've made with people through Instagram. Now I know uh, Miranda, she's what, clean underscore treats. Clean underscore treats, yeah. Yeah. Now you have a cookbook with her, don't you? Yeah, we have a little ebook which is a bit of a collaboration of some of our fave recipes and a few of newbies that are actually aren't on the page. There you go. Because do you know what, mate? Because I have the cookbook. And by the way, can I add, absolutely love it. People go and buy it. Go and buy it. This is a paid <laughs> advertisement. No, it's not really. Um, it, it's, called, it's not so naughty, isn't it? It's called Not So Naughty, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I made recently, what did I make? the lava cake <laughs> well i make that at least 10 times a week um no it was the short batch uh small batch cookies or oh, yeah. or the subway style ones they are no joke probably some of the best healthy alternative cookies i've ever had in my entire life do you know what i actually made those cookies with gabby like two weeks ago and she was like fuck me <laughs> they're so good <laughs> Gabby, we're not friends anymore because you got to eat the fresh cookies and I didn't. I had to make them we myself like a sucker. Cookies, put something in the middle and like do an oozy opening video. Who Ooh. wants me and Zach to do a collab recipe? <laughs> Raise like a, your hand. <laughs> a massive, like, we'll, we'll, oh, you know what? We could do like a huge cookie pie. Oh, uh, yeah. And then just load it up with like random crap. Yeah. Well, sometimes I just DM you with a random idea and you're like oh i think i did that yeah <laughs> it's because a lot of my inspiration um i don't tell this to many people actually because one a lot of my inspiration comes from just the explore page when i see a an over and like a, cal- a high calorie treat that's not going to fit my budget and i was like eh, i'll make it low calorie um yeah. but i, I watched a lot I mean. of adriano zumbo yeah and he had a show called just desserts i loved that show mate i watched it I've probably watched the same episode about 10 times just so I could try and like replicate some of the stuff they do, but in a lower calorie fashion. Man, yeah. some of the stuff they produce, especially Zumbo himself, like the, the man invented the croquembouche for God's sakes, um, is just phenomenal. So would you say your main inspo comes from Explore and, and that cooking show? Yeah, definitely. Not so much the cooking show anymore because it only had like two seasons. So yep. <laughs> once, you watch, once you've watched every episode 43 times, it kind of loses its novelty. Um, but definitely the Explore page at the moment. Where's it, where do you get most of your inspiration from? I literally will go to the supermarket and just stand in the chocolate aisle <laughs> and have people come up to me and say, do you need help with anything? <laughs> just getting some content inspiration <laughs> don't mind me i'm just i'm just a food blogger on the hunt for something tasty sometimes magazines i friggin love taste um just the pictures i will not look at a recipe in fact if i get inspiration from anything whether it's from somebody else from taste from um explore from pinterest from the chocolate aisle i'll literally make sure that i only look at the picture and go yeah that's something i want to make so that i know it's really organic and i don't actually um if it's going to be my own recipe if i'm you know doing an inspirational recipe i'll always tag that person credit where credit is due guys and that is what zach is so good at there's so many people out there that just have some people such just a hard time shit, mate have such a hard time doing it. I remember I made a lemon bread once and not the recipe, but my photo was similar to someone else's. So I said, photo inspiration from (laughs) ETC. 
But yeah, I just try not to look at the actual recipe so that I can organically try to see what I can create and it be really my own. But that's that's where I get most of my inspiration. So I love when people DM me and give me ideas or requests. So oh, the keep best. them coming. The best. I love it. People will hit me up and they're like, oh, can you make a like a local Chinese meal? I'm like, I yes. can try. I can definitely yes, I can. try. Let's do it. I did a, <laughs> a, I done, I did a honey chicken recently that tasted nothing like um, honey chicken. But it was Yum, really though. good. Well, it tasted more like a Korean fried chicken. It was like slightly, slightly yeah. spicy, sweet sauce. It was really good. Sounds good. But um, I actually haven't gotten around to doing it again. I don't know yeah. why. I'm just so Some, lazy with yeah. it. Some, no, sometimes you do that. Sometimes you play with something. And I, I should not send it, like share it on my stories. Because then do you get, if you don't actually end up sharing it, you get people hound, hounding you for it. And I don't get me wrong. I actually like that. Because it shows me that that's something that they want to see. And I should keep going. But I think that's my major issue with this page. Is I work on too many things. And don't um, get to the end, the final result, or um, perfect something. I'm, I've got too many going at once. Do you do that, or are you? Yeah, I do, I do that to, yeah. all the yeah. time, all the yeah. time. It's my I'm, biggest downfall. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's, yeah, I agree. It's definitely one of the things I'm worst at, um, especially at the moment throughout lockdown because I'm not at work doing my nine to five. You know, it's kind of yeah. like I'm here cooking all day but then some things I take photos of some things I don't some things I share some things I don't but usually Mm. the things that I'm sharing are for some reason the things I'm not intending on posting oh for sure but then sometimes like I do just because there is so much um copying and stuff out there you get worried that if it is a unique idea (laughs) someone's going to beat you to the punch if you share it on your stories (laughs) oh yeah always always um but it's cool to see that people do like want the food that you're making that you're not even intending on posting Oh, it, it literally, yeah, sometimes I'll think I'll maybe not have any intention of sharing it, just like you said, but if someone keeps on asking for it, then um, I quickly realize that's going to be something of interest and something people are going to use. So I'll put it to the front of the queue and make sure to work on it. I need to do what you do though. I need to get more onto main meals. I am trying. Um, it was a, it was a difficult transition, especially at first because I was very, very worried that it wasn't going to work. But the people kept requesting savory foods, Yeah. but I was still like, ah, oh, do you know what? Like I'm known for sweets. I'm known for sweets. Yeah. I, like the savory food is just going to flop. Engagement um, wise as well. Just, I just wasn't sure if, if the, cause I, I say people wanted it, but I would only get maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 messages about it a day. Yeah. Um, compared to like 400 messages about everything else. Yeah. Um, but which I love, by the way, send me messages. I love talking yeah. to people. Um, so I was like, oh, maybe, maybe it's not enough of the audience that wants it. But then when I threw it out there, I kind of just did like little snack hacks at first, like yeah. the um, the chicken sandwich and the yeah. mini pizzas, because it's literally just like in a burger thin, put some sauce on, yeah. put some cheese on, put some pepperoni on, and you're good to go. Um, but as far as like actual meals, they're, they're a difficult one. Because I usually cheat when it comes to meals. No, so, I like cheat. Yeah. Well, I like, like quick. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> when I, I made a spaghetti bolognese yesterday, posted it on my story. Uh, oh, just did I that, like that quick? <laughs> oh, man. I love spaghetti bolognese. I absolutely love it. But um, it's literally just pasta, jar sauce, and extra lean beef. And of course, like salt and pepper. But I like that to me, I'm just like, oh, people don't really need this recipe. It's literally just sauce from a jar. So many people were like, oh, 
can you post a recipe? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's, which it's, jar? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> which I just, cheese? <laughs> I ended up just sending them screenshots of the ingredients. I yeah. use. I'm like, these ones. But on the topic but, of going into main foods, you're, you're a pescatarian, are you not? Yeah, I was actually a vegetarian up until last year when I was sort of on a different journey to get my period back. And my naturopath recommended uh, pescatarian fish and I'd actually never had fish in my whole entire whoa, existence. What? I was like, gross, it's been in the water so long it's probably soggy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but what do you yeah, mean, so... crispy skin salmon? That's been in the water. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> oh, I was so fearful of it. Um, but yeah, I started with salmon actually. And the first one, I think I wasn't tasting at all. I was just in my head going, oh my God, this this was swimming some time ago. Like, <laughs> but by the second time, and obviously I've like... For your health, you'll pretty much do anything. Um, And if it was going to benefit my health and help me get my period back, then I was all for having fish. And do you know what? I actually really enjoy it now. And most dinners, we actually make like homemade fish and chips. And I really love it. I think I feel better. I thrive. I did get my period back. I don't believe it was because of the fish, but it definitely could have been a contributing factor. And, you know, I spent a lot of time thinking that I had to be really really vegan and you know that's completely fine if that's what you want to do and I still you know I'm an animal lover my my um, vegetarianism isn't completely on that though it's on it's on a lot of things the terrible incident with chicken where I microwaved it once and just the no, smell no, of you no. <laughs> I know <laughs> what's wrong with me why am I like this um but yeah so I had a lot of um I just thought I had to be so vegan. I don't know why, where it came from. Maybe that was just another food rule. But since actually letting go of that, I think that was huge as well for my mental health, my state, my, um, yeah, and getting the period back again. So I'm currently now with no food rules and a pescatarian because that is what I enjoy. Fair enough. Completely fair enough, mate. And um, <laughs> as far as eating fish, what's your favorite fish to consume? Well, I'd only ever had salmon, um, but then I went to, have you been to Tommy Ruff's? No, but I've heard so many good things about it. So good. Uh, went there and we had um, a barramundi one and they did a special sauce and everything and it was so good. Um, so now Zach and I buy boyfriend Zach. Um, yeah, not me guys, not me, don't worry. <laughs> um, we buy barramundi and yeah like do a bit of sometimes a creamy like garlic sauce on it and do some spuds and i just can't get enough of fish and chips that's like that's my meal we'll post the so, recipe then i know i need to <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah what's your main dinners do you know what? i'm fairly habitual when it comes to dinners um, i'll find something that i like and i'll smash it for like three weeks and then all of a sudden i never eat it again Lately, I've been smashing a meatball sub. I don't even know why. I just started making meatballs and then chucking them in like a Coles hot dog roll, throwing some yeah. Swiss cheese on top with some marinara. Love it. Yum. I, did, um, <laughs> I used to have that pre-vegetarian, and I still miss it. Do you know why? I still really enjoy the smell as well. Yeah, I think everyone in, 
Oh, I shouldn't say everyone, actually, but I think <laughs> most people enjoy the smell of cooking meat or barbecues. Oh, I yeah. love the smell of barbecues. Oh, I walk past the sausage sizzle and go, damn. <laughs> if only, if only. Yeah, well, it, I didn't start being a vegetarian yet because I didn't like um, the taste of it or anything. I miss it and I, I try to replicate some of it. Um, sometimes I get something and I'm like, oh my God, Zach, boyfriend Zach. Oh my God, <laughs> this tastes exactly like chicken and he'll have it. And he's like, yeah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> it just shows how long you haven't had chicken for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, but your boyfriend is not pescatarian or vegetarian, is he? He just eats whatever the hell he wants. Yeah, he's just um, a normal fella, enjoys all foods, eats whatever. And um, I fully support that. He is so friggin' supportive, though. He has whatever I have for dinner. So our dinners are either vegetarian or pescatarian. But, you know, when he goes out, if we go out to a joint dinner, he'll order whatever he wants, if it's a parmigiana or um, bolognese or whatnot. And he cooks up chicken and everything and has that for lunch. So we like to have dinner together. So he opts for, you know, um, whatever I'm having. And he really, he just supports it, which I'm so happy about because I know that actually have a lot of people reach out to me too and say that they actually would like to go vegetarian but their way their boyfriends won't it won't sit well with them and uh, guys just eat what you want to eat 100 percent, it's your body putting it yeah. what you want yeah um but you because I will like as far as being vegetarian or pescatarian um when you're traveling because you do a lot of traveling for work don't you just like interstate, well, when we're allowed to travel. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm an account manager for a Sydney-based company. Um, so I'm on the road usually. And yeah, I just travel across the whole of Victoria and I go into New South Wales a little bit. When we're um, allowed. <laughs> when we're allowed. It's, I haven't been there for a few weeks now. But yeah, uh, so was your question, what do I eat when I travel? Yeah, or, or yeah. how do you find, like, do you find it difficult to, because I imagine you go through some country towns, so do you find it difficult to find pescatarian or vegetarian meals, or do you just settle for, like, casual fish and chips? Yeah, so I actually froth to Zambrero, which is oh, not really <laughs> around. I love Zambreros. You should oh. see, so, like, um, I'll have a, a company credit card, which I'll put all my hotels <laughs> and fruits on, and I kid you not, like I'll be away for two nights and it'll be avocado and poached eggs for each brekkie and then lunches, Zambrero, dinner, Zambrero, lunches, Zambrero, dinner. I'm not kidding you. There'll be like seven Zambrero receipts um, and I've not got sick of it. And because where I live more down Mornington Peninsula way in Melbourne and there's not really Zambreros, they're all in the city. Yeah, they so, are. It, it really yeah. hurts me. Yeah, it's, it's a hard life that we live, Zach. <laughs> but um, yeah so when I do go traveling it's like a treat I almost like appreciate that it's not down here because when I go I don't get sick of it so I actually do have a lot of Zambrero um, when I'm traveling Subway for lunch um, a lot of the time there's microwaves and stuff inside the hotels so sometimes I'll even just grab a frozen meal um, I have to be pretty flexible and yeah, yeah and I'd probably, I sometimes just get a bowl of sweet potato chips to my room too. Guilty. Oh, why not, mate? Sweet, sweet, potato, sweet potato chips are probably my second favorite chips. Oh, they are my obsession. Oh, the second favorite chips. Second favorite. They're, they're only behind curly fries. 
Ke- I do love curly fries. I don't know. My sweet potato chip obsession has nothing to do with like sweet potato being healthier or superior to white chips. I just genuinely love the flavor. Like I think it's it's got more about it than um than white chips and like I love the grilled ones. Oh my god, but you yeah. know what, mate? I think I spoke about this with someone yesterday. I think grilled is heavily overrated. Oh really? Yeah, heavily, heavily. It's just because oh, I know I can make a better chips... burger at home. No, you are the Burger King, so. <laughs> I'm, like, oh, I'm not allowed to say that. That's trademarked. Copyrighted. <laughs> Zerger King. Zerger um, King. Burger Zing. Burger Zing. I'll have that as well. I'll have that as well. Um, further touching on more like how you eat vegetarian on traveling. Now I know yep. you're quite. When the world was open, you were quite an extensive traveler. Yeah. First question. Where's your favorite place that you've been to? Second question, is it difficult finding vegetarian options around the world? Yes. Okay, so <laughs> when we went traveling, this was like two years ago. Yeah, about two years ago. So I wasn't eating, I didn't have my period then. I wasn't pescatarian. Um, this was a while back, um, pre-COVID. So I was just vegetarian. Those were and the days. Those yeah. were the days. Oh my God. Remember when we could like go outside? Remember when I could go further than five kilometers from my house? Yeah, it's like literally illegal for us to do that recipe collab right now. I know, I know, it sucks. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I loved my travel experience. Um, we went to Europe, we went to uh, Santorini and Spain and London, um, Italy, and I'm Italian, so that was really cool seeing where my dad's family and everything was from it was really hard especially in greece actually in greece they don't know what vegetarian is (laughs) just ordering greek salads everywhere you go yeah i actually got a bit um proper down like a bit depressed because when you can't eat and when you're not fueled your whole mood and your emotions are off and i actually remember like almost just wanting to go home um, although it was beautiful and I would go back there in a heartbeat. And now that I eat fish, I'd just get fish and chips every day. Not only but, that, uh, <laughs> though, part of the traveling experience to me, especially is the food. Yes. Like, and if you can't 100%. try local cuisine, then it kind of like, oh, where am I going to go? McDonald's. Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. Think... Going to McDonald's in different countries is amazing. <laughs> but do you know what? In the last three years, I reckon... The whole world is changing so that there is options for everyone though. And I think it would almost be different. I did love um, Spain. Spain was amazing. They had they had restaurants that had like vegetarian or vegan satay chicken, um, palmas, and they had so much option. And this comes down to you where you say the food is the experience because it was a beautiful place. I really loved it. I love the atmosphere and everything like that but I could eat everything that I can have here. And that made the experience even better because the food was amazing. And me and Zach would go to all these new veg, he'd look up vegetarian restaurants for me. Um, And we went and he loved the food too. Like we had pepperoni pizzas that they'd made out of some sort of veggie salami. It was absolutely unreal. I was this close to just eating meat (laughs) before we went there. (laughs) But um, yeah, so... I mean, to look at Santorini, like I have the most amazing photos to look back on. I actually loved Paris too. Like we laid out in front of like the Eiffel Tower and watched the light show. 
and Spain and London, do you know what? Everywhere in Europe, I really hope that the world can reopen soon and everyone that's not got not yet got to experience that can experience it. Oh, 100%. I love traveling. Um, yeah, where I, have you I, been? Um, well, I lived in London for two years. Oh, did you? So, I'm learning yeah, so much about you. <laughs> <laughs> so I lived there for two years. At the time, I didn't really, like, food wasn't really a priority to me, nor was health. Um, so yeah, I got quite fat while I was there, but I lived off beer and packet lasagna. So what do you expect? Um, but while I was there, I went to the Netherlands, Spain, Germany, Poland, which was freezing, but I loved it. Where else did I go? Ireland, Scotland. I can't even remember what I've said now, but yeah, Spain was definitely up there with one of my favorites, not because of the heat. I hate the heat for anyone that doesn't (laughs) know. I'm literally the world's poorest excuse for an Australian. Um, (laughs) I it's love actually, the <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, the reason, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm very comfortable when I have layers on that. And if like, just say for instance, if you're going to the gym fairly heavy and you're like, you know what, I'm going to bulk when it's cold, it's so much easier because you're just like, I'm just going to wear layers and hide everything. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I, I get what you mean. Um, yeah. Heat, heat is just not something I can do. When I went to, oh, I went to America as well. I went to Vegas. I've not been... Oh, I went to Hawaii, I guess. That's kind of a part, but not really. Yeah, no, that's counted. They <laughs> yeah, claimed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, claimed. I loved Hawaii, actually. Have you been to Hawaii? I haven't been to Hawaii, no. It is, it is on my list of places that I want to go. I want to go to Honolulu. Oh, yeah. That's where we went. And uh, Waikiki, is it? Yeah. I think, oh, yep. so, yeah, Waikiki, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely on my list of places to go to. But one place I didn't get to go to was uh, France. I loved France. Yeah, I didn't get to go. Um, I was supposed to go, so I'll try and cut a long story short here. I did have a girlfriend who was British, um, so I met her when I moved over there. We were together for three years, so we did about 14 months long distance um, from Australia to the UK. Yep. And uh, she was intending to move over here. Um, about three weeks before the intended move date, we realized that we didn't really have enough money to kind of fund it properly. So we postponed it for six months. But by that time, she'd already booked a holiday as like a one last hurrah with her family to go to Malta to see the three cities. Yeah. So I flew over there, landed on the Sunday, and she flew out on the Sunday to do a little trip. So the plan was to like, I would spend a couple of days with my mates in London saying hello to everyone because I'd had this was like 12 months after I'd moved home so I spent like three days there to say hello to my mates and everything and just catch up with people um and while she was in Malta she flipped a golf cart and broke her ankle in three places so oh my god yeah so that trip um we had planned to do like loads of bottomless brunches we'd planned to travel um Paris was on the list uh instead we ended up on the couch for well she got two surgeries or yeah two surgeries while I was there and we ended up on the couch for two weeks after being in the hospital for like a week. So uh, I didn't end up going. Wow, that's so intense. Yeah, it was it was very difficult. Um, so yeah. instead what I did was I went to Pizza Hut and I ordered loads of pizzas and beers. <laughs> because what else <laughs> to, are you going to do? You know, you're on holiday. To, to dull the pain. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hopefully you can take Amy there. It's um, a romantic place. <laughs> yeah, so they say, so they say. Amy has never travelled. So are you kidding? Not at all. And this is why, like before covid she was like i really want to travel and i was like yeah. go go and do it and, yeah. the, and i'll always encourage everyone to travel because it's so fun and it's eye-opening as hell yeah um, i traveled oh, on my own just because i liked it and then i didn't have to like organize what to do with other people i'm just like i want to go do this so i just went and did it yeah and i always encourage people to do that or just like a contiki or something yeah i i respect the hell out of people that 
do it by themselves too. And I think they grow, you grow as a person doing it by yourself as well. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, it depends what happens to you on the journey as well. Like when I, I think I'd been in London for about four weeks and I, I got mugged in a, in a, in a park. Oh, um, no. Matt, I got the shit kicked out of me. It was awesome. Um, basically six guys came up to me, asked if I had any drugs and I said no. And they told me they'd beat me up until they found them. So they beat me up. What? Uh, yeah, it, was, it sucked. It sucked. But they took my watch, my wallet and my phone. That's so intense, Zach. Yeah. I actually have, a, I will send a photo to you of my face. Uh, that was after, oh, after it happened. I still have my ambulance slip as well. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was really good times, really good times. They, uh, the police got stuck into me because I jumped the the um, barriers to get onto the tube. And I was like, can you not see that I'm, like, I'm in physical pain? Like, I was bent over, my yeah. ribs were stinging, I was getting, like, kicked in the ribs and stuff. It was not nice. Did they find the guys? No, never found them. Ugh, for a country, so For a country that has cameras everywhere, they sure don't have cameras everywhere. Yeah. That's but, so crazy. Yeah, it sucked. Um, now I noticed you. I know you've mentioned this a couple of times already, but and I know it's. I don't know why, but for some reason I feel like it's, I know some people still find this a taboo subject to touch on. I just wanted to mention uh, your loss of period and things you did to help get it back. Now, just a quick disclaimer: I'm not a doctor. I have no idea what I'm talking about because I'm also a male. So for me, um, female hormone system is, is definitely not my forte. I have no idea what's going on. But um, just talk me through the process of, you know, when you lost it, what you did to get it back, and just any steps you took along the way that you think helped. Yeah, so um, I guess disclaimer from my end as well that I'm not a doctor. We're all so different. So what works for me might not work for you, but... Um, if I can encourage you, if you've also not got your period, to go speak to a gynecologist, a naturopath, or just take steps to look at getting it back, then yeah, maybe some of these tips or steps that I took can help you. Um, yeah, so basically, probably about three years ago, I went off the pill and I didn't have my period for about two years. Um, so that's a really long time and the longer you go without a period it can be really bad for your bone health as well as obviously you're not ovulating so if you want to have children in the future um, that's not ideal and I kept on going to the doctors the GP and they'd just be like just go back on the pill um, and when you want to have kids we'll <laughs> sort that sitch when we get to it kind of thing but you know the pill is not a real period and it's a band-aid it's just a band-aid approach. It's not actually. And then you have to go through the whole process again. And getting off the pill is hard enough because your hormones are wacky AF and you're going to get your teenage acne in your 20s, which is really hard, and a bunch of other things. So I started off with my gynecologist and I got all my blood tests. And through that, I actually found out that I had so many deficiencies where I had low iron, low vitamin D, um, and a bunch of other ones. And I also went to a naturopath because they, like I've just had so many friends that have gone there and had really good experiences because they, they help fix the problems that aren't visible. So when a doctor says, when you go in and you say my arm hurts, most of the time, but it's not hurting right now, they'll be like, oh, well, come back when it's hurting. Oh, um, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> but when you go to a naturopath, they're like, well, let's figure out why it's hurting most of the time. How about we do that? So I love that. Um, 
And you know what? The natu- So the gynecologist was like, yeah, you probably have PCOS because I had like 25 cysts on each ovary. So Whoa. Yeah, so um, to have polycystic ovaries, you really only need like, I think it's two out of the, a few, there's a few different symptoms which you can have a look. Um, but mine were lack of period and the cysts on the ovaries. And you can get so many things high to just high testosterone, you can have excess hair growth, you can have a bunch of all these different symptoms. Uh, so she said, you know, it looks like you've got PCOS. Um, so I went to the naturopath and the naturopath actually said, can you bring me your blood test? And she went through and she's like, let's start supplementing with all your deficiencies first because your body has to be 100% or close to it in every aspect, not just what you eat, but forget about sleep not oh, just mate. sleep is so important sleep is drink so water. important and <laughs> yeah yeah and that's it that's it drinking enough water stress management is huge you can lose your period from being stressed alone so what she said to me because obviously my cysts and my loss of period were my major only things where i didn't have my yet yeah, um my, my symptoms, she said that maybe that you actually have hypothalamic amnuria, which is basically just when the brain doesn't communicate with the ovaries because you're not in your healthiest state, whether it's mind, body deficiencies, ETC. And that can actually cause symptoms of PCOS because if you don't have your period for long enough, you're going to naturally develop those cysts. So she started me more So the naturopath kind of helped me more in terms of like looking at other options and fixing the little things, like a bit like fixing the micros rather than the macros in coming back to those kind of terms. So she suggested starting to have fish because of obviously all the extra vitamins and minerals and health benefits. So uh, things that I did, she actually suggested something really hippy dippy, but I kept it up because I don't know if it's hippy dippy, but I kept it up because, you know, when you start doing something and it works, you can't stop. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So the fish, which I'm happy to have now and I actually enjoy it. It's a great source of protein that's not, you know, like a faux meat or anything like that. I supplemented with B12, like uh, D, vitamin D, iron. She made me a little potion that was fucking vile. And, oh my God, it was so disgusting. And I actually remember pulling it out on like a night where we had people over and making people taste it and like people just gag. It was so bad, but I was like, I'm having kids. I'm going to put my health first. I'm going to do everything in my power and try everything. And that's the kind of mindset that you have to go in with it as well. So yeah, took my potion daily, gross. I put my phone on airplane mode, and this is where I say things like, you know, it worked for me, it might not work for you, different people. I don't know if this helped, but she's like, you know, just like completely turning off at night. So I'd put my phone on airplane mode at about 10 o'clock. That's why if anyone texts me past then, it will go green. <laughs> <laughs> and I won't reply. Well, you can't just put uh, it on do not disturb. That's a bit harsh. <laughs> <laughs> well, airplane mode more like just stops everything coming up when it's on airplane mode i feel like stuff still comes through if it's on wi-fi if it's wi-fi but um yeah so i put my phone on um yeah airplane mode um not do not disturb as wi-fi sorry uh i also made sure eight hours of sleep honestly i started my bedtime routine at like nine o'clock and just made sure i had that eight hours like i was 
I made that one of my biggest priorities because sleep is just so important for everything. Water, I watched my water. Stress management, I get so much anxiety and stress. Um, and I get it even with the page. I, I'm just anxiety driven. So I made it my mission to do five minutes of meditation just because anything more, I'd sort of get a little bit bored. But the five minutes helped me so much and I actually used an um, app called Headspace and I just found that relaxing voice. And anytime I felt butterflies in my stomach or felt like I was starting to get a bit of anxiety, I would just do that five minutes and the breathing and it changed my life. And I don't do it all the time now. It's not, um, but if I feel like something's coming up or even at night, sometimes I do a sleep meditation. I just think five or 10 minutes sometimes hearing someone say like, what are you actually stressing about? Like, what is the issue? Is it something that you need to be worrying about right now? What can you, what can you, you know? Like just someone telling you and calming you down. Like, I just think meditation is huge and just in small doses, you don't have to sit there for half an hour. And I know that a lot of people think that's the case and they don't have time for it. But honestly, five minutes of breath work helps me so much. Um, so stress management is huge because you can actually, like I said before, lose your pain from just having stress. What else? Just um, making sure I'm getting all my micronutrients like fiber, um, veggies and fruit and all of that as well as the macronutrients, um, enough healthy fats. Uh, what else did I do? And yeah, and, and basically I just held that. I held that for about six months. It doesn't start happening. It's like, it's like, body goals or anything nothing happens overnight if you did it if you got it too quick it's you're probably not going to be able able to either adhere to it for long or it's not going to last um it's a process and i just kept on going for that entire six months and yeah so i got my period back at about the two two and a half year mark and it was slow and steady, um, like a few months apart, and now it's really, really consistent. And I didn't stop doing all those things because I got my period. I still prioritize sleep. I still get all my micronutrients and macronutrients. I watch screen time. And yeah, it's basically looking at whole, at, at health as a whole, everything. Wow, that's a lot, man. You had to, <laughs> yeah. you had to go through the celebration when you got your period back. Must have been huge. I cried. I cried. I'm, I'm not surprised. There's, it is a massive feat, especially for someone that it's like two, two and a half years. That's a long yeah. time. Yeah. So sorry, I just chewed your head up for that long. No, that's completely, well. I know, <laughs> I know a lot of people, um, especially well, not especially. I know ninety nine percent of people that. Uh, want to hear about that are women um specifically yeah. women who have either you know either just lost their period due to stress as you said yeah um or for the or for some of them i know it's a terrible relationship with food that has then developed into oh, an eating yeah. disorder that that then brings that on do you know what um, i completely skipped over that part too that was huge obviously the restriction and stuff that came into the foodie freedom helped heaps and i even ate in a surplus for that entire maybe like a year because um, I just gave my body so much food to just make it feel at its happiest before I reined back and just started having, you know, what I'm comfortable having. But a surplus even was recommended. I think that's um, an under-recommended thing, to be honest. Because I know yeah. a lot of 
a lot of women obviously aim to be that slim figure that they that they either think that everyone wants or that people have told them that they want. Yeah. Um, when in reality, like, there's a big difference between healthy and, like, I know a lot of women look at bikini bodybuilders or bikini competitors and they're like, oh, I wish I could look like that. Like, you definitely, you definitely don't, you definitely don't wish you could look like that no, for a prolonged well, period of time. Oh, a hundred percent. And, like, I wasn't, I know a lot of people can get developed HA, hypothalamic amnuria, because of being very underweight, but you actually don't have to be underweight. And I wasn't underweight at all. I was just, I don't want to say average weight because, you know, there's so many different average weights, but I guess what's considered just a normal standard weight. So I wasn't overweight. I wasn't underweight. I was just a, a, a weight for your weight. personal stats. Yes, that's right. And yeah, so I still lost it and I still had all those issues. And it, it was a lot driven from, I guess, obsession with, um, categorizing foods as evil. <laughs> um, I would not have Biscoff like a while ago or chocolate <gasps> or I know. <laughs> like I remember thinking, oh, I remember doing that thing like chocolate's an addiction. You have to not have it for two weeks to get over it. Now I'm like, no, like why oh. would I do that? You know what, I know. mate? I just don't think Noah's restrictive eats has the same ring to it. No, not at all. And that was huge <laughs> for me, like overcoming all those food fears and everything. And yeah, eating in a surplus for a long time. And yes, I did gain a bit of weight and I, no, I actually didn't care at all. I wanted to, I cared more about getting my period back, being the healthiest me. Um, I'd rather have some curves and a little bit of chub and be able to have kids in the future. (laughs) So, and yeah, be the healthiest me. But now that I'm I've got everything back. Um, I'm in my healthiest state. I'm actually start. I'm actually doing a bit of, uh, not really a challenge, but I guess just a a bit of a healthy lifestyle switch up. Something that I can adhere to long term and just get back to my where I'm most comfortable because I actually really enjoy running too, and it's great to have. But I guess be a bit leaner when you're running because it's it's less. Less you have Heaviness. to carry. Yeah, less you have to carry. I think they say every kilo is like four kilos when you're running. And Ouch. you wouldn't believe the difference in my running from going from weight to weight. Like it hurt my hips and my ankles so much more. And um, yeah, so just getting back to my happiest where I like to sit, so much easier on the joints. That's so cool, man. Thanks for sharing that, Noah. <laughs> no worries. Now, I feel like that's probably a good, positive, happy way to sort of um, finish up just like the general chat of the podcast. Now, I do have some fairly specific questions for you that yeah. you must answer. No, you don't have to answer <laughs> them if you don't want to. It's just like, you know, just a bit of a closer for yeah. people who, you know, want to hear a little bit more about you. Um, I'll do first, my best. <laughs> <laughs> first one is, do do you still track um, calories or macros or do you track it all or do you just track every now and then? What's your view on tracking? Uh, I don't track religiously. Obviously, when I was doing um, the self journey to get my period back and all that, I didn't track at all. I'm not obsessive about it and I don't need to track things like lettuce and all of that. Um, but when I do have goals... Macro tracking can be really educational. Uh, I don't think it's everything and I think you need to be a bit lenient with it. But yeah, it is very helpful if you're trying to achieve goals. So right now I am tracking. Got some goals, mate. Oh, you're on a challenge, aren't you? So that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you tracking right now? 
Um, yeah, so I, I completely stopped tracking from uh, March last year until March this year. I just yeah. completely stopped altogether. The only thing I was the only things I was tracking was what I was posting on Instagram. Yeah. Uh, started tracking again in March this year. Did a bit of a maintenance or just to test out my maintenance where my uh, basal metabolic rate and my uh, TDEE was, my total yeah. daily energy expenditure. Uh, and then I've just finished up my cut for this year. So now I'm getting re- looking forward to hot boy summer. Oh, well, yeah. Trying, well, that's if we're allowed. Do you know what, mate? The weird thing is, like I say that, but I still won't go to the beach because I hate the beach. Do so, you? Yeah, I can't stand the beach, mate. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it at all. It's because I can't <laughs> swim. I don't know how many people know this about me, but I cannot swim. So I don't like going to places that are close to water, especially if that water is going to kill me. No way. Who so, knew? yeah, it's a, it's a no from yeah. me, mate. It's a no from me. Um, second question, what is one piece of advice you'd give to someone who is wanting to be a food blogger? Oh, wanting to be a food blogger. I guess just post, just start. I think that's the main thing. Just start. Doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't matter. Just, just I think you've got to start and you'll learn from yourself and you'll grow and you'll see what people want and do what resonates with you and what, what you want to eat and what you want to post and what food food groups and stuff you want to stick to because like we said at the beginning if it doesn't resonate with you it's not going to work 100 percent. whenever someone asks me they're like oh, i want to start a food page what should i do i just send them like the nike logo <laughs> i'm like just do it <laughs> <laughs> just do it just start it if you don't start now yeah. and you start tomorrow yeah. that's one day I wasted think, where you could have posted something yeah that's the rule with everything just just start you'll learn from yourself and as far like as we're like we're both self-taught yeah but as far as like going back to um being worried about what people think of your page if it's your hobby then just fucking do it yeah like, who cares what I, I, other I feel people stupid think? i feel stupid i feel so silly for worrying about what other people would think oh, um i'm the same well yeah like and my page both of our pages are really successful and doing so well. We've had so many opportunities come this way, come our way and reached so many people and got to meet some really great people along the way, yourself included. Well, I mean, without the page, I well, I wouldn't be talking to you for one, but I wouldn't have started this podcast either where I want to hear about other people's journeys because like, sure, I have my own, but it's probably not as interesting as some other people's. I want to hear all. I want to hear about everyone's journey. Everyone's. Well, that, yeah. Well, I don't know what that quote is, but you know, like clap for your friends. Like you don't need. It's not a competition. Like support the people that you love that are doing well. And uh, I'm clapping for you, Zach. Like <laughs> this pay your pay. <laughs> Just thought I'd touch on the. Uh, it's not a competition. I'll have you yeah. know that life is a competition, and I must <laughs> win. Um, it's not called the human race for nothing. I'm gonna win. I do think you took over my following for a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> but I've come back. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's back with a vengeance. Um, oh, all right, we'll jump into the next question here. If you could go back and give 18-year-old Noah advice, what would you tell yourself? Oh, just don't listen to all the BS in the industry. Probably just stop following certain people. Um, yeah, especially ones that don't resonate with you or comparing yourself to these fitness, um, beauties, I suppose that, you know, just show the highlight reel or that make you feel like you're not allowed to eat certain things or you've got to exercise X amount of times or, um, yeah, do that. Just, just be authentically you. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. 
uh, especially the, I think what pe- a lot of people forget about Instagram is it is a highlight reel. A hundred percent. People aren't going to post. I mean, some people do, don't get me wrong, but people aren't usually going to post like their downfalls or like, I'm not going to post a, a recipe that failed because nine times out of 10, it's going to look like crap. And yeah. I don't want that on my feed. I don't want people to see food that looks like crap because a lot of people, especially on Instagram, are going to eat with their eyes. Yeah. So they need to yeah. know that it looks good before they can make sure it tastes good, which <laughs> is a strange cells. concept. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right. We'll jump into another question here. Now, if you could be remembered for one thing, what would you like it to be? Oh, God. Um, this is a hard one. Uh, ma- making food fun again, if it's relatable to the page, I guess. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's nice. I quite like that, actually. <laughs> Make food great again. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's it? Banishing the food rules. <laughs> getting rid of, um, hopefully, hopefully getting rid of demonizing certain yes. foods would be nice as well. Absolutely be nice. Chocolate is our friend. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I always go back to like about to quote Finding Nemo. Um, when yeah. I'm like, carbs are friends. And then yeah. I think like just after that, they say not food. I'm like, ah, oh, shit. I can't say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah. Like even uh, like carbs and fat rules, like thinking that you can't have one or the other, like just all food, food rules. Yeah. Just have all the food, man. Just have yeah. all of the food. Um, final question. And this will be a bit of a closer. What does success look like to you? Doing something that resonates with yourself and you're happy doing it and it doesn't feel like work. Facts. Straight facts. And find a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Yes. I was literally trying to think really quickly of that exact <laughs> saying. <laughs> it's an absolutely perfect one. Awesome. All right. We'll tie it up there because we've been speaking for nearly an hour and a half, which is wow. nuts. Uh, it's felt like 30 seconds, if that makes if that makes you feel better, Noah. Yeah, you've got a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now's your chance, Noah. Plug your socials to the best of your ability. Okay, guys, um, if you want to see a lot of truly food and lately a lot of ways to make your oats a bit extra in the best way possible, you can find me at Noah's Healthy Eats. Noah spelled N-O-A and then S, Healthy Eats. Perfect. You just on Instagram? Uh, Instagram. I just started a TikTok a few weeks ago. Same name. And that's about as far as I go right now. Any discount codes you'd like to plug while you're at it? No, you, I you, don't have. What? Oh, do you, you got Macro Mike. Oh, Macro Mike. Okay. So I use a lot of Macro Mike products in my food because it's one of the best vegan proteins out there. Sorry, I should say it is the best vegan protein. <laughs> it's the only one that I... That's going to be fuming with you if you I know. <laughs> I meant to say it is. It's the only one I have. The flavors are ridiculous. Salted caramel. Oh my God. Life-changing. Honeycomb. Um, and yeah, I pop it in all my recipes and it creates the best flavors. You can use discount code AMBNOAH, which is A-M-B dash in the middle, N-O-A. And yeah, just, you're going to froth. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Noah, thank you so much for jumping on today. And thank you so much for talking to me for an extensive period of time. Thanks for having me, Zach. Like it's it's been great to get to know you more on here too. Uh, it's always a bit of fun, mate. There's always something that someone doesn't know. Yeah, so much. All right, thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast. I know, like, there's ten thousand podcasts out there, and for some reason, you chose to sat down and listen and listen to my annoying ass for like the last hour. So, thank you so much. Thanks to Noah again. 
Oh, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks for listening. <laughs> and I'll talk to you in the next one.